It's the Sticks and Bricks podcast where we take a look at all the parts, pieces, and situations that come up every single day in your home building business so you can listen, learn, and take action to build a business that's as strong as your homes. I'm your host, Brad Hubbard. Thanks for listening. This week, I'm doing something a little different than my typical episode. While this podcast is my personal podcast, many know that my day job is with ECI Solutions and more specifically with Mark Systems, the home building ERP software. This past week for that day job, I hosted a webinar about building remotely, a topic that's on everyone's mind right now with the coronavirus forcing us all to rethink our operations and making us figure out how to work with a remote workforce. It was so well received that I thought it would be great to have an audio only version of this webinar. And the good folks at ECI allowed me to use the audio for this podcast, and that's what this episode really is. It lasts a little more than an hour, which is longer than my typical episode, but I know you'll find some great advice from it. While we mention our software in the episode, we worked hard to make sure that this was not a sales episode. It truly is applicable and useful to all home builders, as I brought in home building professionals from outside of ECI to make sure our attendees got to hear from real builders who are dealing with the same things from the trenches. The feedback I received from so many who attended They really appreciate the value they receive from attending the webinar. So I know you will too. Let's jump over to the audio now. Hey, happy Monday to everybody. Uh, Welcome to this webinar today. My name is Brad Hubbard. I'm a senior consultant with Mark Systems, and I want to thank you for your time. I truly, truly appreciate you all coming together. This was uh, something that uh, I felt led to put together for our team. Uh, for our customers and then as we started building this webinar really went out and said man a lot of folks can use this so uh, hoping you get a lot out of this too i just want to say i mean we're certainly all facing unprecedented times this is just something that that um i I don't think any of us have ever seen something like that but uh, the one kind of ray of light that i look at this too is i know home builders themselves we're problem solvers. We've been problem solvers forever. We're used to taking all kinds of moving parts and pieces and unknowns and putting them together kind of into a fine finished product. Uh, and that's a new home. So uh, just like building a house, that's the way we're looking at this is just going to take it a process at a time. I'm hoping that today's web uh, webinar will be able to help with that. And uh, you'll see as uh, you start to um, see who we have put together on this, that uh, it is um, it is an amazing group of minds uh, to come across. So thank you again for taking some time. So let's take a look at what we're going to talk about today. And uh, we're going to start with um, looking at just the realities that we're all facing. There's no sugarcoating it uh, all the time. So let's just take a look at what we're seeing out there. As we move along through the um, the webinar today, if there's something you're seeing in there, go ahead and use the chat feature as well. You know, add some things in. Uh, we are taking question and answers too. So if you want to ask questions as we move along, especially with different panelists, um, please go ahead and do that. We'll try to respond as we can. And then at the end, we'll have a Q&A too. So, um, so whether it's facing realities or anything else. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit on how ECI is responding to this situation, how we're uh, doing some things differently than we've done in the past. Give you some suggestions for setting up remote work on your end, just some tools, some apps, and things that we use, some things that you may find useful too. Brought on two just rock star home builders who are going to jump online here, say a little bit about what they're doing in today's environment, kind of how they're framing their thoughts on this and where they're going in the future on this. Uh, We've got some great folks from our Lasso division are going to talk about our sales pipelines, communication ideas, things you should be saying at this point too. Brought in an outside author, has nothing to do with home building necessarily, but what's really good about this brand new book she has out is going to talk a little bit about how to build stories around using kind of some cool framework. So I hope uh, you'll, uh, I know you'll get some uh, great, great um, information out of that too. And we're going to kind of bring it around to where do we go from here? So uh, hopefully you'll find a lot of value in this. All right. So what I'd like to do is just kind of give you an idea of the the superstars that I was able to pull when I pulled out the big guns today, folks. So I uh, just want to have you take a look. These are all the folks who are here with ECI. So we know Scott Duman. Bob Kane, Dave Betcher, Angela McKay. Uh, we'll get to talk to them a little bit here as we get to their slides and, and go from there. But in addition, we brought in Chris Hartley, Elena Money Garman, and Melanie Dietzel. 
So thank you so much uh, for all of you coming in too. We'll get a chance to talk to you too. A lot of, lot of great info here, folks. So let's first bring in Bob. Bob, uh, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be in here today. And I thought, you know, you talked to builders all across North America, up through Canada, all over the place. I thought you'd be the perfect person to say, hey, this is what we're hearing from all over the place. So uh, I'd like to say hi to everybody. And, and again, thank you for your time. Thanks, Brad. Looking forward to it. Good. We are we are seeing, uh, you know, on, we, we are in some some unusual times right now. And certainly our team is working with the hundreds of home builders that that ECI has specifically in the residential construction all across North America. You know, we're seeing we're seeing a number of things out there. So in in general, the disaster areas, certainly there is uh, some uncertainty in that area. Uh, a lot of the decisions on whether or not we can we can have construction proceed and, and different industries work and different sectors work or being decided at the state level. Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, you know, things are progressing, progressing forward. Um, and in addition to the uncertainty in the disaster areas, we're certainly hearing some feedback from builders that they're concerned about permits uh, mm -hmm. and, and whether or not municipality offices are going to remain open. Uh, so as of right now, we're seeing, you know, some builders reporting delays, others are reporting back business as usual. Again, some of those things are consistent at the at the state level. Now, Bob, real quick before you jump in, when you say disaster, you're just talking about those areas where, you know, the state has has called for closing down. And that's what you're saying, disaster areas. That's what you mean, correct? So correct. Sure correct. Okay, great. Thank yeah, you. So less than a handful of states declared the, the state of emergency, and certainly we're seeing different results in those areas. Okay, thank you. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure I was understanding correctly, too. Great. Um, you know, in, in general, builders are, are concerned about the uncertainty of the market in general. What are buyers going to do? Uh, the, the level of unemployment that's happening. So focusing on that pipeline is is, is something that they're trying to, to get control of right now. That That's a primary area of concern. Okay. A lot of builders out there, like like I mentioned, it's it's they're they're seeing good movement in production. So the the backlog, which are homes that they've sold already that are not complete, are progressing forward. Got some good feedback from builders where you know option selections are happening virtually. Appointments are still happening, and and people are setting up remote sessions. They're using they're using some tools that we'll talk about on this session, Zoom, GoToMeeting, things like that, to go through and and finalize finalized contract selections. Good, good. And um, again, I know this next bullet point, some of the things we've talked to even just this week, if you want to go into that a little bit too. Yeah. And, and you know, I we've we've been asking our builders how their sales uh, look. Uh, and and in general, they've they've looked okay in early March. Uh, we've had a a couple of builders in the in the Midwest this week that let us know that they've had record sales weeks um, over the last two weeks. Uh, both are both are in the high volume area and, and both are in the Midwest portion of the country. Hmm, that's good to hear. It's too. So what other things are you hearing other folks uh, around North America doing? So so we sign on it. We, we implement on average through the Mark Systems ERP product one builder every single week on on Lasso. It's it's double that. And what we're what we're seeing from the the new customers that are coming on board in our current backlog of of builders is that they they do have employees that are working from home for the most part they have they have gone remote and what they're what they're looking at is that this is an opportunity to allow those employees to really focus on clean data the future of the business and and really building the machine so we actually seen over the last over the last two and a half weeks a big uptick in the efficiency for current implementation projects on not only the amount of it, the amount of data that's been built to prepare for the for the system rollout but the the accuracy of it and the level of attention that's been given to it you know it's interesting because you do you hear that a lot of times on new implementation it's tough while the, the daily job is going so i can see that you kind of get away from the the bulk of the phone the emails those types of thing to to focus on so that's 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 interesting good what else well, and we also, as as a lot of people on the on the call are probably familiar with, we also have some some consulting services, and we offer a, a number of training resources to our customers. And from an incoming request of training, we're actually at an all time high over the last two weeks. And these are these are customers reaching out to either 
to either schedule something in the short term or a little bit further a month uh, in the future just to ensure that we have training sessions that are progressing forward that we can reach out and help their team members good okay and you know of the of the builders we're talking to some well many of the builders have gone completely remote uh, some of them have left a, a handful or less of people who come to the office daily with the majority of their teams remote. So the big thing we're seeing over the past week and a half is that we, we, we do have to deal with all of those team members that, out, that are remote right now. And, and really, that's what we're going to get into for the rest of the seminar. Yeah, no, and I appreciate that. And you're right. We, I talked to a builder in uh, Texas just this past week, and they're kind of on shifts, bringing you know so many people in at a certain time, but still have some working remote. But I think that is a a big concern for everyone. That's really the reason we put this web uh, you know webinar together. So I thought what might be nice on this too is to talk a little bit about what ECI is doing. So it kind of works in. It's like a plan this or something. <laughs> but I'd like to bring Scott Duman in here too. He's the president of our residential home construction division of. ECI. ECI solutions, just because for the, you know ECI and and uh, overall is going remote too. So if you don't mind, Scott, if you'd like to say hello to everybody, thank you also for being a part of today. I, I truly appreciate you taking time out to come on here and talk a little bit about how you know we've gone really 100% remote for now and and kind of the challenges on that. So if you'd like to say hello first and welcome. Sure, Brad. Thanks and uh, thanks for putting this together and thanks to the other presenters that are on the call and also to all the attendees. Um, in spite of what's going on, I hope that you're having a good Monday morning. Um, so for the uh, REC division at ECI, we have just over 100 employees. And on a regular basis, about 50% of those people work from remote locations. Most of them are working from home, but sometimes people are on the road. So about half of our workforce uh, is remote on a regular basis. Uh, the vast majority of our office employees uh, have laptops. I think we have like maybe two or three that um, don't have laptops, but they have the ability to uh, remote into their computers from home. Uh, so for us, this has been a, a fairly easy transition because um, a lot of our employees will spend, even if they work in the office regularly, they'll spend maybe a day uh, or two a week um, working remotely on a regular basis. Sure. And I'm one of those that have been remote since I started two and a half right. years ago. So a lot of this isolation hasn't really been a change for me other than, you know, now I have my wife working at home with me too. So it hasn't been as big of a change for me. So yeah, I guess we've been fortunate on those ends too. So, well, let's just talk a little bit about kind of the infrastructure that uh, we have in place to allow us to go remote a little bit more and, you know, what we've done already and, and where that kind of brings in there too. So what kind of infrastructure have you seen has helped do this too? Yeah, so for us at ECI, um, our business operating systems are all cloud-based. So we use a cloud-based ERP and CRM. We're on Microsoft 365, so all of our emails and documents are not only stored locally on our hard drives, but they're also in the cloud. Mm -hmm. uh, 365 includes SharePoint, so it allows us to share documents across the organization. Our phone system is IP-based. Uh, I can make phone calls if I'm at my desk, you know, on my extension, or they ring on my computer, or a soft phone, um, I can also have them ring through to my cell phone. So, you know, it keeps you connected no matter where you are. Uh, that phone app also includes a uh, CHAP application. We also use Microsoft uh, Teams for uh, sharing documents and group chats and group videos. Um, that also um, works on the cell phone. We use GoToMeeting a lot. Uh, we do a lot of video and teleconferences uh, with, with ECI uh, being distributed throughout the world. We, we normally have lots of teleconferences and, and televideos that we use GoToMeeting for. Gotcha. Um, and the, the change from, you know, being in office, because you obviously do have, you know, some of those employees that were in office that are now telecommuting. I mean, one of the things I was just wondering is, you know, can you give any tips, even for the ones that have already been remote, that you think are really best for those who are all of a sudden finding themselves remote? And a lot of home builders really are finding themselves there for the first time. Um, what would you say are some key things to get into that they should be thinking about? Yeah, so I think, first of all, you've got to set expectations. You know, work from home is work. Um, it's not just, you know, I'm home waiting for the phone to ring. It, it is work. So uh, we have a, a normal policy that if you work from home and you have children, that you need to have some type of child care. You can't work and take care of a three-year-old at the same time. I think everybody is pretty uh, 
aware of that. Um, you should also have a workspace where you can get away from distractions, uh, whether you go into a den or study, spare bedroom, home office, you know, wherever. You just need to have a place where you can get away from what's going on around you in the house. Uh, obviously, this situation is a little bit different than uh, than normal, so uh, I would recommend people, you know, be flexible. Um, I'm not sure where what's going on with everybody else, but here in New Jersey, where we are, all schools are shut down probably for the rest of the year. Uh, I think at this point, we're starting to hope that they open back up in September. Um, all right. So, you know, there's reduced childcare options. Um, so, you know, maybe you need to be flexible with the schedule, let people work later in the evening. Um, you know, it, like you said, Brad, your, your wife is home. And so, you know, maybe you need to um, take care of the kids, uh, take turns taking care of the kids and, uh, and you know, work around that. So, uh, with a, whenever it's possible, you know, work out a schedule that maximizes uh, productivity for your employees. Sure, um, sure. I would say also make sure that you're having regular one-on-one -on -one meetings with members of your team. Hmm. Uh, about half of my team, uh, my leadership team is normally remote. Um, so I have regular one-on-one -on -one meetings scheduled with everybody, uh, but it's more important to keep them with the remote team members than for me, the, the ones in the office. Because the ones in the office, I can just walk down the hall and have an impromptu meeting or, or bump into them in the break room or something like that. But um, you, know, you really need to, to stay connected to the people that you're you're not around on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, do video conferences. Use whether it's Zoom was mentioned before. We're going to talk about some of those things. Zoom, go to meeting, Teams, whatever it is. You know, try to to stay connected as connected as possible to your team. Um, I think seeing them helps. Uh, I do a, a regular uh, skip level staff meeting on Monday mornings with my team um, members and. So normally, probably like 90% of those people are, are in the conference room when we do it on a regular basis, but today was the first time we were all remote, and so I dialed in, and, and everybody comes in, and, and they don't have their video cameras on, and we kind of say, you know, let's, let's all turn the cameras on so we can maintain some connection um, and see each other, um, you know, even if people sitting there in their pajamas, uh, you know, because when you're doing those remote meetings and you see people's faces and expressions, um, it's a little... I think more important to, to try to make sure that people are getting their say um, and that helps you be able to see their reactions to uh, what's going on. And sometimes you see people talking away and, and they're on mute. So hmm. it helps uh, keep the, the meeting going. I think yeah, they probably, even, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say the only bad part about that is then the boss knows if I'm you know, doing email instead of paying attention to the meeting. But uh, that never uh, happens in case he's on here. <laughs> Um, and I think the most important thing is that you need to have a level of trust with your employees. Sure. Um, you know, you you have to kind of move from a mindset of seeing people sitting at their desks doing work to have some way of gauging their productivity uh, and um, using that as a basis for getting their work done. You know, you need to, to communicate your expectations, make sure you're setting timelines on things. You know, if you want something done by a certain time. You know, discuss that with your employees if you're uh, concerned. I mean, I think it's a, just a, a time right now where more communication is better than less communication. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's fair enough. I again, if you've um, entrusted them enough that you hired them, yeah, you got to give them that support, and this is probably a better time. So, real quick, I did. Uh, and folks have been on my web uh, web classes. Know I do my super secret uh, high level. Uh, research. I went to Google and I found a guide here to managing your newly remote workers. So it's Harvard Business Review. It's one of the handouts you should be able to see down in the corner. If you want um, just, I, I think, a nice article that sums up a lot of what you said on that too. So um, so thank you so much on that. What I want to do is just kind of um, go over a couple of those things that you talked about, give some suggestions for remote work. Those of you who are on Mark Systems already, uh, we often get asked, especially in times like this, when someone wants to buy a new laptop or to say, you know, in this case, hey, we got to have people working at home. What are the minimum tech specs? What kind of minimums do I need to have to make sure Mark Systems is running? Um, so what we did, we have a Mark doc also in the handouts that says these are the suggested minimum tech specs. So if you need to go out or employees are using their own uh, laptops or own computers from home, this will give you a good idea of what should run. Obviously, uh, in addition to that, you just need decent internet on that too. And then the internet toolkit, which we know is our um, you know mobile field management side of things for the, the same data that's in the back, uh, they just need to be connected either through you know their data plan on um, 
you know, with their phones or their tablets or whatever's on that. But that's again, just those of you who are on Mark system. So what I thought I'd do is just kind of bring up a couple um, applications or different uh, programs that we've found have been uh, helpful. If you're looking at digital signing, if you haven't done so as well, I know that I believe the two big names out there now are DocuSign and DotLoop. Uh, DotLoop, uh, you know, a lot of the realtors use, I believe, but DocuSign is, is super efficient to use. It can integrate with Mark System. So if you didn't know that yet, again, Mark Systems users, know we can get you set up with that. You can just go, I mean, it's literally a checkbox that you click uh, after you're set up and you can go out to whoever you need to on that end. So just keep in mind, if you think you might need a way to get people to sign digitally so they can still you know, buy a house and all that kind of good stuff, they might be some good tools for you too. When it comes to remote conferencing or meeting software, if it's internal employees only, and we talked a little bit about this, I think this is primarily the best use for this. Uh, we use Teams here at ECI. Uh, it was a really nice uh, program. Allows you know everything from the calls to sharing files to you know text, and if you're big into emojis and all kinds of fun stuff like that, or gifs or gifs, however you pronounce it, you can do that. Uh, Slack, I know some of our team members have used in the past, and is is probably equally up to the par for team members inside. Now, if you're bringing customers in. I'd say GoToMeeting or Zoom are probably your two big go-tos right now, no pun intended. Again, as a company, uh, corporately, we use GoToMeeting, uh, but I do know a lot of folks use Zoom and are able to connect, and it's easy enough to bring people who are not necessarily in your organization into those meetings to set those up. Just a couple other app suggestions. Uh, again, if you're working from phone or tablet or something, uh, Riatl and get nothing don't want you to think I'm getting any residuals from mentioning any of these. These are just ones I know. Um, but Scanner Pro is a nice way you can literally take a picture, turn it into a PDF if you need to, and then just some file sharing documents like Google Docs, uh, Dropbox, or OneDrive. All good ones to do that. Uh, I encourage anybody out there, if you have some other tools you know that are not on this slide, go ahead and throw it into the uh, question chat area and, and all. And you know, we'll try to share those too because certainly this is by no means an exhaustive list. I just know these are ones that have worked for us. So keep that in mind. All right, folks. Well, what I'd like to do now is um, you know take this outside of ECI, bring in uh, two uh, really big again, as I said before, rock star builders. If you have not followed them or seen them on LinkedIn or anywhere. I strongly encourage you to do so. Um, Chris Hartley's 40 Under 40 Home Building Pro is all over the place doing speaking and training. So um, uh, we're going to welcome Chris and Elena. Uh, excuse me, I can't speak here. Elena Money Garmin, founder and CEO, Garmin Homes, Fresh Paint by Garmin. Chris and Elena, thanks so much for being a, a part of this today and sharing some wisdom. Thanks for having us. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. we're so happy to be here. Great. Well, I'm, I'm more than excited to have both of you. So I guess I'll kind of start off and and just ask you, you know, what are you seeing out there right now? And in, in your and maybe you want to say, hey, this is where we primarily build at, so folks get an idea of where you're at. And then, you know, how are you seeing the markets? Is what Bob said earlier pretty much spot on? Are you seeing some things different? Just be curious. And maybe Chris, we'll start with you if you don't mind, since you're to the left of the screen. Okay, sounds good. Well, I was going to let ladies go first. But, oh, uh, man, now I look terrible. We'll go with, we'll go with that <laughs> oh, one. Oh, man. I'm also, <laughs> also because Elena is definitely the more entertaining of the two. And she, she's just amazing. Um, oh, I am located here in uh -huh. Dallas, Fort Worth, and uh, the company that I represent does a little over 300 homes a year. I've uh, been with my organization about eight years now. And the one thing I would say is that the world is definitely not ending. People are still buying homes. We're still seeing traffic. Our internet sales appointments were extremely strong this week. We had sales this week. We are still selling homes. So from a builder perspective, I just hope everybody out there just understands that yes, traffic is gonna be slower. Sales are gonna be a little bit slower, but the pent up demand from all of this, from being cooped up in our homes, from not being able to go to the bars and the restaurants and to hang out with each other, uh, it is going to unfold and we are going to sell a ton of homes. And I hope everybody out there is not seeing this as a vacation. I hope they're still getting dressed in the morning. I hope they're still getting excited, doing their hair, doing two a day workouts like some of our friends are doing around town uh, and just getting <laughs> ready to go because this, the time to prepare is now. 
Nice, nice. Elena, would you agree with that? Are you seeing similar in your, and again, you can let folks know uh, if they don't, what area you're building into and if, if you echo uh, Chris's thoughts. Yeah, sure. We're in Raleigh, Durham, um, North Carolina, and uh, things are noticeably slower this past week, but we are not going to draw trend lines from that. (laughs) We are going to stay, stay where Chris is and um, stay upbeat and positive and understand that there is a tremendous amount of humanity that is required to keep driving our business during, um, during these unprecedented times. And, um, we're excited about the opportunity and the challenge that lies ahead. We um, we also are very realistic about it. I mean, I think Chris and I have shared similar thoughts about um, protecting backlog and assessing the durability of your backlog right now is really important because, you know, as home builders, um, Chris, I know this is probably true for you. We're trying to think six, 12 months in advance, correct? Correct, absolutely. So, right. So. I mean, it's murky as all get out right now what what things are going to look like in six to 12 months. So it's a healthy mix of sort of manifesting what we want and going after that and preparing um, and then also recognizing where our teams are right now and where our home buyers are. And, and there's a there's a healthy amount of fear out there. And I think we need to step up to address it, but also um, try to stay calm and um and provide a moment of joy for people continue to add value and find new ways to to use social media and and all the avenues we have to take people out of their houses for a minute for a brief respite nice nice you go ahead chris i'm sorry no she's absolutely correct and we have to look at this when we're talking about backlog management we need to protect it in the sense that a cancellation is just as brutal now. I would say double, doubly brutal as what has ever been. So protecting your backlog is just as good as a sale. I mean, we have to look at this and say we have uh, X amount of homes in backlog. Let's hope it's 60 to 70 percent for for the year. What you're going to close? So what are we going to do to ensure that those people are taken care of? And I heard Angela McKay on a webinar the other day where she said, if you were a home buyer that bought a home here recently, if yet and you have yet to close. As a salesperson, how would you view the situation? And you need to have some empathy and sympathy and jump into their shoes and say, these are the questions I would have as a consumer. I mean, we forget that we do this every single day. So for us, selling a home is normal. For us, closing a home is normal. For us, getting a cancellation is normal. Heck, it happens 20% of the time. But for the average person who may only buy one new home their entire life, or they only move every seven to 10 years, this is not normal. They're going to have concerns. So call them. FaceTime them, have have a video conference call and just explain to them that, hey, you're here for them because ultimately we all sell the same bedroom count and bathroom count, right? We all sell the same square footage, but people buy oftentimes due to the salesperson and they bought from you. So be the salesperson that they deserve, be the salesperson that they bought from and stand up and be that amazing human being and, and have them understand why they should stay on contract with you because tomorrow is going to be better than today. Sure. No, and that's a good point in and being positive and proactive getting out to them to because you know they're certainly going to to have the same concerns or even more concerns because they just don't know what to expect. And it's too easy, as you said, to just think, you know, we do this every day. And and I've even found in regular situations with customers, sometimes you come, you know, and they worry you're gonna take care of something and you go, Yeah, 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 and, and almost poo-poo it because you know you're gonna take care of it. So in this case it's it's just that much more important to make sure that they understand that, you know, you got this and they're gonna go ahead on that too. So are you uh are either of you seeing uh any um concerns in terms of you know contingency contracts with how they've been sold and you know are, are people using this as an opportunity to to try to back out or how, how do you handle something like that? I mean, let's, let's go up and, and Elaine, I'll go over to you first, if you don't mind this time. Well, I'll hopefully recoup some of my, uh, my bad ill will from earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do what I can here, folks. I Poor do Chris, he put it on the spot. Um, <laughs> no, I think, I think, I think we have to have an open mind. What I've been, um, we haven't hit this um, exactly. We're planning for it though. I mean, I think we have to, the old rules don't apply, um, some of them. Um, What we've encouraged with our division president, um, Jim and I are the owners and we we talk to our division president every day. And 
we've encouraged everyone to kind of have soft knees, you know, prepare for, there's going to be some bumps ahead and keep your knees soft so you can, you can withstand whatever's, whatever's coming our way. And, and we want to navigate this as the people we wake up to be every day. So bring, um, bring an open mind, uh, bring an open heart, hear people out and, and be a consistent voice that, um, that they can depend on um, and, and no spin. Be very upfront and honest with people and try to reassure where you can, but um, we are encouraging everyone to stay away from spin. But I think, I, yeah, contingencies are gonna, um, there's gonna be all sorts of things that come our way. And I, I think that we have to just prepare ourselves to be as honest as possible in those moments and, and understand where people are coming from. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, this is a tough one because it's one of those scenarios that we have received some cancellations where people are citing uh, COVID-19 as the reason, either having to, uh, you know, go home and actually be with the children or job loss or hours cut or whatever it may be. And you do have to handle it with some sensitivity because it is a real scenario. Now, at the same time, you know, especially for Elena, you know, this is her company and your company also has X amount of employees that are dependent upon you closing home. So the question on Absolutely. You know, you, exactly how you maintain your backlog, how do you hold your backlog accountable for actually, you know, following the laws of the contract. If people want cancellations, they're of course going to ask for their earnest money back inciting COVID-19. Now, how do you handle that? That is a very real life situation that we are having to deal with because you don't want to seem insensitive, but at the same time, you also don't want to get it out of hand because 25% of our backlog here in DFW is contingent. It's a high contingency market. We have a lot of resales. We're also 75% co-op here with realtors. So we know that they're going to get it done and they're going to close the deals. We are assuming and preparing that half of our contingencies will cancel. So let's just prep for this now. Let's try to get the homes built to the highest quality, to the quickest time frame that we can. Let's get our buyers locked. You know, that's a huge thing. Having a buyer lock an interest rate is going to show their real intent and their interest in actually closing on the home. And let's get it moving yeah. forward. As a, as a division, you and your president or your owner are really going to need to make the decision is when these things start popping up, one, how are we going to handle the contingencies that want to cancel because of the virus? And two, are we ready for the social media backlash that is going to hit a smack dab in the middle of the face when we keep an earnest deposit when somebody wants to cancel because of the virus? How are you going to handle right. that? Because you do yeah. have insensitivity to the public. But we have to remember there's always three sides to every story. There's the consumer side, there's our side, and there's what really happened. Um, and we just have right. to remember that going into it. Wow. Yeah, I can imagine that's, that's tough on there too. Um, and, and you're right, there are the things you have to think about too. Now, are, are any of you seeing, um, you know, just changing in the operations right now? I mean, have, have you in your areas gone completely remote, partially remote? Um, where, where do you stand right now with your workforce? We're remote. We, um, we closed our sales centers. Um, well, we opened by appointment only last week okay. and um, we had several appointments that um, that happened all, all throughout the, the neighborhoods, which is great. But we are encouraging our team really to, I think we're in this period of very, it's very socially awkward out there mm -hmm. because we all have new rules, right? We've, mm -hmm. it's taken away our body language and our, um, we have this fear about people getting close to us. And so we're encouraging our team members to take the lead and, and, and communicate exactly how things are gonna go and say like, hi, welcome to our sales center. We're so glad you're here please pick your favorite soap and wash your hands. You know, <laughs> it's, nice scripting. It's, you know, yeah. <laughs> we're going to keep, you know, we're going to, we're going to stay six feet away from each other. We're going to practice good social distancing so I can protect you. And, and we're, we're both going to stay safe in this. Um, but I think people need the reassurance that we're going to do everything we can to keep each other safe. Now with that said, also we can build practicing social distancing. North Carolina has not been shut down. Um, okay. Thank goodness. Um, and, but people are going into the office at different times, um, because it, you can't always do the work you need to do from home with kids who are home because childcare has, you know, we're protecting other people, um, who live, um, with high risk people. I live with my mom who's 78, she's high risk. So we are like full lockdown. I don't even go to the grocery store. Oh, wow. So, yeah. um, we are, um, we're trying to, to introduce a new protocol 
in our workspaces, in the environment that encourages people to encourages our team to take the lead. I got you. Chris, what are you guys doing? Yeah, we are. We've been for the last week appointment only, and we do leave it up to the sales team. They can occupy the model homes, but the doors do have to be locked. There is a sign on the door with a phone number. Ask them to call. A, a series of questions will be asked, such as, you know, are you feeling ill? Anybody in your family ill? Have you been out of the country uh, recently? Things of that nature. So the salesperson feels comfortable. Uh, I would say on my sales team, half of them are showing up daily. Uh, the other half are choosing to work from home. But our online sales team, you know, the week before when we weren't really affected, we set uh, 19 appointments. This past week, we set 16. That's really not a huge drop in appointments. That's fantastic. It, it's been fantastic. And like I said, homes have been selling. Now, we did take a few cancellations um, and things are down, but it has not drastically changed. I think when Elena said it is just somewhat socially awkward. I would say that's probably the biggest change because when somebody walks into a model, I'm used to giving them, you know, shaking their hand or whatever it may right. be with coworkers. But it's it's so odd to, you know, have this six foot rule that we have. It's almost like IKEA. We need to put these little signs uh, in our sales offices like IKEA has on the floor that asks you to stay six feet away from everybody. We may start seeing those in our model homes. I don't know. Man, man, yeah, it's and, it, and you're it's right that you say that. I mean, I'm going out for a walk with my wife. All of a sudden, you're coming up to someone on the sidewalk, and you see them go across the other side, and I have to wonder if it's you know, it's like, boy, I think I took a shower today, but it's all that yeah. same type of thing. Someone waits and kind of goes from that. But hey, we got a question from uh, from the folks out in the audience here too, just asking how you're handling warranty in the current environment. Um, so you know, we're still homeowners still want to proceed with warranty appointments, and are you? seeing anything on that or how are you approaching warranty at least in your situations and whoever wants to go first then that's tough you can i can i can jump in on that because we just we just changed actually so last night we uh talked to our division president and we've made the decision to um to cancel anything that's not urgent um we don't want to put anyone at risk and um we don't want to keep we want to keep our team safe and we want to keep everybody else safe so i think we will i think it's evolving i think none of this is set it and forget it so currently <laughs> we have made the decision to to discontinue in-person visits but mm -hmm. you know it'll be interesting to train um to train our, our warranty folks on on how to do this remotely and how to connect with people over um over video because um, certainly people will need will need help and they will continue to need our guidance. And so maybe that's a content avenue for us to have to host a, a weekly chat with a warranty mm. specialist on our social media channels so that people have access for everyday questions that they have. They've never been in their house more. They mm. probably have more, <laughs> more questions. Yeah. Right. Exactly. They're noticing everything now. Right. So right. Um, I think it's a it's a it's an opportunity to make a champion out of every person on your team and and warranty is certainly something that that people they're unsung heroes and they need uh they need to be put front and center right now um but remotely Good. okay and are you are either of you uh experiencing any delays in material shipments or anything right now or or anything with the trades or anything like that not here in dfw we're actually not experiencing that today there are some cities that are talking about putting some things on hold but that has not actually happened yet but the uh, labor supply material supply is still operating as usual good same for us okay good very well, we grateful some, to it <laughs> yes how about it that, that's as well and i have some other good questions i'd like to i'm hoping you guys will stick around here till till the end but first i'd just like to because i want to get in some we got some great other content i want to get back uh folks we are going to have q a here at the end too for you know for some time here too so uh between you you I'll, I'll let you both answer real quick what's the silver lining of the situation if you had to, if you had to think of a silver lining at this point, what uh, what should builders be thinking at this point? And Chris, go for it. What the heck? I'm going back. Okay. To my <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I, I lived in Arizona in the recession, and that was one fascinating place to uh, manage and lead a sales team. I always thought that being in Arizona in the recession would set me up for life until I hit this, and this is something unlike any of us have ever experienced. But what I would say is this. In the recession, I felt like every builder was out for themselves. We were all looking for the magic pill to take and then hide from the rest of the home builders. What I am seeing here, the silver lining is what we're doing here on this webinar. The silver lining is that I reached out to 30 of the top home builders in DFW yesterday, and I heard back from 25 of them all 
trying to help each other out because we know what's good for one is going to be good for all. We know that we have enough prospects. We have enough homes where we want to see everybody succeed. And if there is a silver lining, it's going to be the fact that we are going to get through this together. It's not going to be an individual effort. Nice. Nice. Elena, how about you? Gosh, I love that, Chris, so much. Um, no, I agree. I couldn't agree more with what Chris is saying. I think that the tools from the last recession, the tools we all honed then, they're not going to serve us now. And um, this is going to require us to be our full, authentic selves. And and I think that genuine connection is is how we do that with among um, exactly what we're doing here. And it's a time for our team to rise. Um, I think that anytime you go through hardship together, you solidify the things that make you exactly who you are. And you go back to what um, what drives you about this business and, and what really fuels your passion for it. So I think the silver lining is that chaos creates opportunity and we will we will rise and we will be better after it. Fantastic. I'm good. Royal points. I hope you two can stick around for some Q&A at the end. I want to keep on moving if that's okay, just because I'm cognizant of the time and, and want to keep that on. Absolutely. So, Sounds thank good. You so much. All right. So uh, great. So folks, what we want to do next here, I want to bring in the folks from our uh, Lasso product here at ECI, uh, our, our CRM software. And uh, if you don't know yet, Dave Betcher and Angela McKay, again, folks, I'm sure you do know. So honored to have both of you on here today to talk a little bit about um, you know, ideas for your sales pipeline. So if you'd like to say hello to everybody too, and uh, welcome. Thank you for taking part out of your busy schedules to be here. Awesome. Hey, good, hey, good morning, Brad, <laughs> and uh, good morning to everybody on the call. Really happy to be here. Uh, good morning, Angela, where everybody's working remote now. So um, just really nice to see this many people on the webinar this morning, and hopefully we can provide a few tips. We, we deal with really your customer side. So as Scott and Bob and everybody's kind of been talking on the, uh, you know, the, the internal side, we kind of um, really get into the customer side. And we've had a lot of conversations about this this week. Both Angela and I have been on a number of, of webinars, um, have listened to a lot of builders, but have also provided a few ideas. And hopefully we can share that. Uh, we can share that with you today. Good. Good. All right. So let's just go on down through and see what you got. So yeah, and and maybe you just want to talk about this yeah, one. Just no, for I, I, first of all, I just have to say I'm so excited that someone heard what I said last week. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> my my role is all about experience and how people feel, um, and we you know we just do the best we can. Um, looking through the lens of our buyers is key, and um, so so thank you, Chris, for for picking up on that. <laughs> um, I, and I was Elena, impressive. <laughs> Elena, I love what you said, protecting your backlog, or sorry, um, you know, Chris, what you said, protecting your backlog is as good as a sale, uh, which, you know, I think is is key right now. Um, and Elena, your analogy of keeping your knees soft, I visualized two dogs coming at me when I when you when you said that, and I know exactly, I think everyone can uh, knows what you what you mean. Um, and I also have to say, if you don't follow Elena, um, on Instagram, I encourage you to do that. Um, not only is she motivational and she's super smart, um, she's one of the most creative builders I know. And this past weekend, she did a virtual tour of um, one of their available homes and it was really fantastic. So uh, I encourage you, this is that time where we really need to, you know, I think everyone's uh, every, everyone's a little online a little more than, than normal and, uh, and I encourage you to use that, use that time wisely. Um, I also want to give you a little bit of uh, personal advice during this time. Um, look after yourself. Um, mm. You know, on an airplane, when they go through the safety exercise and you, they say, put your mask on um, on yourself first, I really encourage you to do that. So stay healthy, exercise, and do what you need to do because we've got lots of people to look after. Um, so with respect to the sales pipeline, uh, you know, the number one piece of advice is keep selling. Um, be thoughtful, and, and I think you heard that from Elena and Chris, um, in how you communicate. It's an odd and uncomfortable time for everyone. And uh, one of the reasons we've seen literally hundreds of registrations for webinars, Facebook Live sessions, is people crave information and they crave a sense of community. We're all in this together and it's affecting all aspects of our life um, and our prospects and buyers feel the same way. So it's really important to keep in touch with them. 
Um, there's some po really positive news though, as, as Chris and Elena said, um, many builders are reporting some great activity last week. And they, if you don't follow, um, there's a new Facebook group that Meredith Oliver has started. It's called Builder Town Hall. We can certainly send out the link. I encourage you to be part of it. Um, again, it just builds the builder community and she and some other builders have been sharing some fantastic news about some of the activity this past um, week. They've seen appointments held, virtual tour, virtual appointment sales, um, and no question there's a change, um, and it's a change to how we sell, but it doesn't mean stop. Um, and when we talk about a change in approach, uh, it's time to look at the appropriateness of messaging too. So many of you have automated sales processes and have templated emails, and it's probably really odd for a CRM company to say stop automation. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I strongly recommend that you review the content of your communication and make sure it's still relevant and applicable. Um, you know, everything from the times of your model homes, obviously that's changing. Um, and provide assurance to your prospects that you're doing the necessary things to keep your homes clean. Um, people are a little uncertain. We need to show and communicate that we are adapting. And, um, you know, people gravitate towards people they trust and building trust is one of the most important ways you can help your buyers right now. Um, and on that, I'll uh, uh, transfer over to, to Dave. Thanks, Angela. Those are some really key points. And when we say now is not the time for automation, that does not mean now is not the time to continue communication. That's, that's always the big one. But I think we've all received a lot of emails into our inbox for the um, like over the last couple of weeks with messaging from builders, from uh, from retailers, just talking about what their um, what their protocol is. But usually when when one message is received, that's really kind of where the communication stops a lot of times. So I think it's important that we keep our communication active and we we keep telling people what we are doing throughout this crisis. But at the same time, um, we 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 do want to stop a lot of times the automation that we have in place up until a couple of weeks ago. It's just, it, it's critical to do that because I, I don't think it, it brings that level of sensitivity to, to the situation. So those are some of the things that, that we want to do. And then the, the other really important part is sometimes this gives us a good chance to go in and do some self analyzing. And one of the things that I always recommend because we don't do it enough is go look at what the experience is for the customer when they, receive our messaging. What does your email reply say right now? Your auto reply email when people are registering online, is it still relevant? So we, you know, we, we talk about our, our automated emails, but as I've mentioned many times, uh, the number one email that you will ever send to any of your prospects when they register on the website is that auto reply email. It's the highest read email that you will ever send to anybody. So just make sure that you've, you've got all of your, your I's dotted and your T's crossed and that auto reply email is certainly one of them. So again, keeping that that continuity of messaging and having that that level of uh, just uh, I guess empathy for for our customers as as they're going as they're going through this. The trusted advisor is something that that we have discussed multitude of of times. I was on a webinar last week with um, with Chad Chandigran and, and Angela, and we really talked about being the leader um, during times of uh, of crisis. And it's really important that that we do this. People are looking for answers from us, and I think it's important that we do have a plan in place and. Um, we need to understand what our customers are going to be saying to us. Um, what are the reasons that they may not want to continue with a contract, for example? And we have to really have a plan in place and we have to share that with our sales team. So we really have to plan for this crisis and we have to have a rebuttal for it. Um, certainly working with our, with our customers through these times and the worst thing that we can possibly do is, is have somebody cancel with us. So, very, you know, similar to what Elena was saying, it, it's just critical that that we work with our customers during this and understanding that, yes, there are going to be things that are out of our control, but we just don't want to have to be selling, you know, two or three times the uh, the same home or the same piece of software or or um, whatever else we are selling. It's really important that we're working with our clients, that we do have empathy, that we are personal through this situation. Ange, maybe you just want to talk about uh, talk about this just for a moment. 
Um, absolutely. And I, you know, I think I kind of touched on this a little earlier. You know, it's more important than ever to, uh, you know, to reach out and proactively reach out. Um, you know, don't be silent. Um, again, look at uh, look at how you would like to be communicated during these times. And um, I think it's really important to 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 show some flexibility. Elena touched on that, and and be human. Be be kind. It's this is the time to really show your true self and to show the compassion. And I think that. Uh, um, that goes a lot further than uh, than anything else. Good. Now, this next point here, I think, is kind of interesting too. Again, I'm hoping to hear a little bit what you're talking about, but utilizing technology. And a little bit later here, I'm going to just show some things that some other folks are doing too, just kind of as we get ready to wrap this up. But uh, any kind of technology that you've seen that has been good, or or what are or what are your thoughts on this? Chad or Chad. <laughs> Brad, there we go. Um, one of the, you know, in the 15 years that that I've been helping builders utilize a CRM tool, I haven't seen a lot of people utilize video. <laughs> and, and we do it every single day. We do uh, go-to meetings. We do Zoom every single day internally. But I haven't seen it used externally until now. So critical that people become comfortable using this people become um, on the sales team that they that they understand it and they become comfortable with the technology and and it is a learning curve just like everything else learning our phone learning uh, how to use email um, learning go to meeting or learning zoom is a learning curve for them you have to still have that level of professionalism like you would when you're face to face you have to be doing multitasking because you have to be able to look at a a, uh, a chat screen you have to be look at an, an, an attendee list um, and then you still have to look personal on a video but critical that the video call is engaged and and Scott said earlier it's a requirement internally that we are um, that we are on on a video while we're having our meetings it keeps people engaged so if people have worries about what they look like or what they sound like um, you have to get over that we are who we are at the same time we have to get comfortable in that environment um, we have to make it look professional so when we look at these technologies get yourself a half decent light get a good microphone <laughs> if you don't have one and if if the video camera on your computer isn't good enough go out and spend the 20 bucks on amazon and get a a, a good video um, camera because this is going to be the new normal moving forward and we've seen it a lot of times and this certainly gives us the opportunity to have that new normal in place and I think we can reach a lot more customers in a lot more personal format rather than just email. I think by having these video calls that we are all becoming accustomed to now, it really gives us that much of an opportunity to be better than what our, uh, than what our competitors are doing. Nice, nice. Let's jump in here real quick to remote sales management, sales leadership. And I'm going to bring up the other bullet point just to kind of move this along as we're getting closer to the top of the hour. I want to, you know, I know we're going to go over, obviously, but I, uh, you know, just moving along here, folks. You guys, this is great information. I wish I, you know, may have to do even a second webinar after this. <laughs> So the last thing I'll talk about, and, and we do this every single day, is, is this is such a good opportunity to be going through your existing database, looking at the leads that perhaps we didn't spend enough attention to before, sending the message that, um, you know, the, the, the one of empathy and personalization, the one that we have talked about before, and really using this opportunity now that we have a little bit more time, that we're not dealing with, you know, keeping our, our model homes open. Um, now that we're all sitting at our desks at home, we have a little bit more time and really going through the database and even looking at the way that we've rated our prospects, um, going through our lists and, and just making sure that we've got a nice clean database. And this certainly gives us a little bit of time to, uh, a little bit of time to do that. So I think that's all on our side. Angela, any more uh, any more tips on uh, on your end? I know Brad's pushing us along here. I, yeah, sorry. I think in the essence of time, or that we should uh, probably move along. Yeah, maybe we'll have some Q and A on that too for those who want to stick around. So thank you, thank you, folks too. So uh, and thank you both for for your um, again your authority, your wisdom, all the other good stuff too. But I um, you know this kind of plays into 
really it plays nicely into my next slide and our next guest on here. This is Melanie Diesel, founder of StoryFuel. And I actually uh, came across Melanie by her brand new book that's out, the Content Fuel Framework. And again, I always tell folks, I, I don't get anything out of this. There's no Amazon affiliate marketing or anything. Uh, it's just one of those things that whenever I see something that is just uh, fantastic, I highly recommend brand new book. It just came out, has uh, kind of a neat framework to uh, really build quickly 100 content ideas on this. So Melanie, if you don't mind saying hello, thank you for uh, coming on here today too. Hi there, yeah, thanks for having me. Hopefully we can share a few quick tips to help you all create content that communicates with your audience efficiently during this time. Yeah, sure. So uh, again, I think uh, Angela and Dave said this a little bit, but you know, social media or anywhere, blog, those types of things, you know, what should you be saying a little bit at this point right now? I mean, are, you know, I'm guessing from what they said, and, and maybe you'll say differently, is, uh, you know, maybe you should ignore the situation, all go away or be quiet at this point. But I'm guessing that's probably not what you're going to say. I, I think echoing what we've heard, it's it's important for us to acknowledge that our audience is going through a massive change in their world, just like all of us are. And so oftentimes if we create content that is not cognizant and not acknowledging the reality that our customers are living in, whether it's something like this or, or something else more personal to their life or their life stage, then what we risk doing is sounding like we're out of touch with our customers. And that's not at all how we want to create our relationships with them and, and build our sales relationship with them either. So I think it's very important to, in all the content that you're creating, find a way to acknowledge the reality of the situation and also acknowledge that many people do want an escape from the constant coverage, that it's giving them anxiety and they want other types of content to consume. So continuing to push content out, as long as you're aware, as we talked about, aware how that's going over, how it sounds and how it's still relevant in this current environment, I think is very important for ongoing marketing. Yeah, and I think what you say is perfect because I've got to the point where it's like, I don't even want to turn on the news for a day or two and just, you know, you mm. know, it's out there and just kind of get away from that. So so if we look a little bit at your, you know, your framework that you have, it's kind of a 10 by 10 framework. It's it's fantastic. Like I said, I read it cover to cover as soon as I got it and it was come up with all kinds of great ideas on there too. You talk about 10 different focuses and don't necessarily need to go into all 10, but if you would choose a couple out of your 10 different content focuses, in this time, you know, what we're facing now and as home builders are facing, do you have, a, you know, your top few that you think would be yeah. good and why? Yeah. And it, so in the interest of time, I'm going to share two. Um, in the book, like, like we said, it kind of walks through 10 different focuses, things you can create content about, and then 10 different frame, uh, formats, ways you bring that to life, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, the two focuses for your content that I think are most important right now, the first I want to talk about is opinion. And what I mean by that is I think it's more important than ever that you show your human side to your audience, right? This is always something that's important. We're doing business with people. We should act like people whenever we can. But I think it's incredibly important as we said you know we talked about the need for us to sort of be ourselves on video and acknowledge that this is who we are I think you know this isn't a time to show what you think what you care about what your favorites are right really find a way to bring your human side your opinions into the content you create now the other one that I think is incredibly important, and I think we're going to see this across all industries, not just for those of us in the home building space, is the need to create process-focused content. What I mean by that is so many of us are very soon going to have to start doing things on our own that we previously may have hired out or brought someone into the home to help us with, or maybe mm -hmm. it would have gone to a location. Now we're having to do it from home. So there's going to be a lot of learning curve for our audience. There are going to be things they need to be helped through, coached through, walked through, and shown how to do on their own from home and perhaps without some of the resources they're used to having. So this educational, instructional, process-focused content, I think is going to become some of the most valuable, not just now, but actually in the long term as it changes the behavior of our audience. Hmm. And that's interesting. Especially we had a question earlier, even you know, in terms of warranty, those types of things, it might end up, I think what I hear you saying is even something as easy as home maintenance that may save mm -hmm. some of those warranty calls in the, in the future. So that's 100%. Yep. Nice, nice. Now the other part of your framework has to do not necessarily with the focus. We have the two, you know, two of the focuses you mentioned there too, but is the actual format of that content. So, um, you know, taking maybe those two focuses you talked about before, can you put those into the best formats? Or again, is that not necessarily into those just two alone? What what would yeah, be your best? So 
So in the book, we walk through, again, 10 different formats, 10 different ways you can bring your content and your stories to life. Uh, the idea is that any of the focuses can match with any of the formats. But as you're thinking about all the content you're creating at this particular time, I want you to pay particular attention to two formats in particular, and that's going to be video and live video. And I think the reason for that is now more than ever, our, as we've said, our audiences are home. They're looking for things they can see. You are all here joining us on the webinar right now. This is a form of video content right even though you can't see our faces in this instance this kind of content is often most helpful for process focused content because we can show our audience the steps of a process or we can screen share and walk them through a digital process right but this kind of video and live video I think is really going to help us with the sort of human connection that many of us who are staying at home or you know are quarantined or whatever else uh, we may not have that face-to-face -face interaction and so video and live video content I think is going to be the stuff that our audience is most drawn to and hopefully can be the stuff that we use to create an even tighter relationship with our audience while we may be distanced from one another physically nice I think that was I mean, that's great on that too. Folks, if you haven't yet seen this book, again, I just can't speak volumes about Melanie. I think it's just amazing what you put together on that too. Follow her on social media and keep your content flowing on that too. So, um, and hopefully you'll have some time to stick around in case anybody has some Q&A here too. Um, sure. Let's just jump back here real quick to Bob and um, we're gonna kind of go through as, you know, what do we do at this point? And uh, Bob, where do we go from here? Well, I think we could touch on what, what everyone was saying and what, what Melanie said at the end there. I mean, what we're going through right now is is going to end and we're going to be better for it. Um, you know, we're going to we're going to learn a lot as we go through this. Some of it we're going to pick up as the new norm. But overall, we're going to be better for going through this situation. So uh, there, there is an end in sight. So thinking about that and, and what that means and what we could do now, this is a this is a good time to work on and improve your processes. You know, people are are at home and, and there are things that have always come up. We've always wanted to, to write that process manual. We've always wanted to focus on utilizing tools and systems a little bit better. You know, and, and, and the car was driving too fast for, for a while. We've been on a good run for a long time. And now we're on a short term potential break in a short term area where people are going to be in more focused situations. So focus on your systems, focus on your processes. Promote personal development. This is a good time to look at your organization and look at your team and, and encourage education, encourage personal development so that leaders can rise. I mean, this is, this is the time to get people thinking like that. And like Brad, you had mentioned, you know, it's, a, it's an offset from watching the news. It's, it's something to focus on that I think can help people believe that there is an end, believe in the future and, and find some motivation. And, and certainly, I think all of us uh, understand that right now, the, the tools that are, that are cloud-based, you know, they're, they're showing their value right now. So, you know, everything that you can do to invest in, in cloud-based technology, certainly that is a wave of the future, and that's something we should be thinking about right now. Good. So what do you see in some of the services that are coming along even, you know, with Mark Systems and even without Mark Systems, I guess? Well, I think last week was probably the biggest week we've seen with people actually uh, leaving their offices and, and going home. And one of the big things that had, had come up is it, when you're in the office, it's easy to cut checks from the check printer that's sitting in the copy room. And whether they're traditional checks or they're micro-encoded checks, taking it to someone who can then physically sign and put their signature on there and have that paper-based approval process. And I think last week, this sort of took some builders by surprise that that wasn't going to be there anymore. So uh, we have some services where we offer digital signatures to automatically come out on microchecks. That was a big trending request. Uh, ACH processing, which is essentially automated clearinghouse, which is uh, a bank being able to transfer money without a check physically coming out and having to be signed. You know, there, there are two things that have been trending. And as many of you probably know or, or have been aware of, Mark Systems University has taken off from an educational standpoint under ECI. And it has been predominantly an on-site, in-person experience with good networking with builders. And what we've done is we've been working very hard to take this remote, and we will be ready for our next round of classes in April. So watch out for that announcement. Nice. As always, you know, we, we, we have available resources, no charge type resources. Brad does a terrific job in running a web class every single Thursday at 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, look at look at signing up for those to continue your education. 
We have a, a portal for all of the uh, ECI customers out there where you can go through and you can submit any type of request that you have. Everything starts with our portal, creates a ticket, and we keep our blog current, you know, keeping up with industry news and advice and everything we can do to give back to our customers. Good deal. Well, thank you, Bob. I'm going to keep moving this along here because I know I'm now over the hour. So just, I just thought it'd be nice to uh, kind of get ready to bring this to a close here with just a couple of things we've been seeing out there. Again, not all doom and gloom. You know, you get some leaders out here on social media saying things, you know, find time to post your positive news evidence, those types of things showing, hey, things are happening here. We got Chad out here saying, you know, again, chaos, there's opportunity, there's silver lining. These are some of the things we can do just personally. Um, and Angela touched on that a little bit earlier, too, to get better. Uh, have folks from Dale Horton. These are just ones I grabbed, again, offering live video tours. Um, here we have Elliot Holmes talking about, you know, how to use their interactive uh, sites. It's a good time to be teaching them on those types as well. And then Zenodra Holmes, uh, again, talking about their 360-degree uh, tours. So there are different things you can do. It's just a matter of changing up your processes, thinking creatively. It is a time, especially for those of you out there who like to be creative, hey, this is your time to shine. So go ahead and do those things too. A uh, couple just final things to go on. Uh, reminder, if anybody is, starts to fall off, there is a survey at the end of this. Please, please, please take the time to fill that in. Uh, I do. I read every single survey that comes through. I want to know how to make these better in the future. You can put ideas for future ones in too. Uh, Bob touched on this real quick. Purchasing 101 coming up in April is going to be remotely. Talked about the web classes. We're going to do something a little bit differently here coming up for a few weeks where uh, it might not be as much of point and click type of thing, but more, um, you know, get on some of our consultants in different different strengths of uh, home building as well, have some Q&A type of deal on that. So be looking, you know, watching your email for that as that comes along too. Once we hit November, hopefully we'll all be back here to normal. Uh, the Connect Conference is coming up in Las Vegas for all of ECI. So if uh, you haven't been to a Connect Conference yet, please consider that, put that on your calendars and hopefully uh, be no, no worries on that. Always remind you to follow the social media. I do a special plug for our Mark Systems user group. Um, so all you have to do if you're a Mark Systems user, go in, request membership in there. We share tips. You share, hey, I'm looking for someone in this position. You're looking for a job, something like that. It's a great place to go in on that. And then Bob mentioned the construction support.ecisolutions.com for your technical uh, questions, anything uh, you have on your software, or if you're looking for those Mark docs or recordings of those web classes, including this one too. So. Whew. That being said, I want to get over to the Q&A here and um, real quick see what questions others have. We've had someone saying that they just heard realtor, from realtors that buyers aren't wanting to view used homes. So that's probably a good, um, you know, a good point for home builders out there. Um, I did have someone ask, how are you? And Elaine and Chris, maybe I'll bring you back in on this. How are you handling closing through title? And are you seeing any differences in that or maybe not yet? Hey, Brad, I think um, both Chris and Elena had to jump off. Oh, we ran I know. Okay. But you know what? We can send them that question and okay. uh, and get a response. Yes, we'll follow on that too. So I did, I did go too long on that then too. We'll just see if there's any final questions. Maybe ECI or, you know, from Melanie out here too. Dave, Angela, anybody? Again, maybe I wore them out for my over our time here too. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody. I know this was a big effort. I brought a lot of folks together from all over the place and thank you all so much. All my guests, thank you for being part of here too. I think everybody got tons and tons of information, action packed hour and 10 minutes now. And I'm going to let everybody go and work on their processes, work on their content, work on their sales pipelines and, uh, I, you know, uh, get better. We're going to get through this, folks, one step at a time. Thank you all. Have yourselves a fantastic week, and uh, maybe I'll see some of you Thursday in my web class. What a great webinar that was. I can't thank enough the industry professionals who took their time to be involved and share what they're seeing and even what they're doing. I hope you found a lot of great value in this episode. That really does it for this week's episode of Sticks and Bricks Podcast. I'm Brad Hubbard. Thanks for listening. Stay safe out there. And until next time, keep building a business that's as strong as your homes.